Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Wednesday, September 2nd. Brand new CNN poll numbers for you showing that this race has not shifted all that much after both parties' conventions. We'll discuss that, plus the astonishing fundraising haul for Joe Biden and the Democrats in August and the ad wars it's funding. And finally today, COVID politics tripping up politicians left and right. We've got some brand new CNN poll numbers for you in our new national poll conducted by our partners SSRS, where Joe Biden is leading Donald Trump as he has for the entirety of this campaign season. The new numbers have the horse race at 51% for Biden, 43% for Trump. But if you look at it compared to our pre-convention poll, each candidate's support hasn't really moved all that much. Whatever change in the numbers you see as well within the polls, margin of error for both the Biden support level and the Trump support level. What is interesting is when you look pre-convention and post-convention on the candidate's favorability, we see almost no change in Trump's favorability. It was 43% favorable pre-conventions, 42% favorable post-conventions. That's totally the same. Biden, a slight uptick, 47% favorable pre-convention. He's at 52% favorable post-convention. So a slight improvement in his favorability after both conventions. It's also, if you look at the demographic slices, Biden is crushing Trump in this poll among independents, 51% to 37%. If you look at women, he's crushing Trump by 20 points, 57% to 37%. And here's the key, folks, among men, which, yes, Trump edges out Biden 48% to 44%, but it's relatively close. That is a problem for Donald Trump. If Biden's winning women by 20 but Trump's only winning men by four, that doesn't spell success come November if this is where things are over the course of the next nine weeks. The other key thing that I want to mention in this poll is that we asked, how worried are you about risk of crime in your community? This is testing whether or not all that law and order messaging is actually working. Well, right now we see no evidence that the president is really getting traction with that. Only 13% say they're very worried about the risk of crime in their community overall. And by the way, when you look at Trump voters on that, um, they're not that worried about risk of crime. Only 30% of Trump voters say that they are worried about the risk of crime in their community. It's actually Biden voters, 39%, who have a bigger score there saying that they are worried about the risk of crime. It just doesn't seem to be registering the way that Donald Trump is hoping it would couple other things to make you aware of today. Joe Biden's campaign announced that the combined effort, the Biden and DNC fundraising effort, raised $364.5 million in the month of August. I'll say that again. $364.5 million in the month of August. That is mind-boggling. That is shattering all kinds of fundraising records. The campaign says that 57% of that haul came from online small-dollar donors busting fundraising records in terms of grassroots fundraising. The campaign points to Kamala Harris being added to the ticket in August and, of course, the Democratic National Convention as big spikes for their fundraising. But just to put this in some historical context, you could combine what Trump raised four years ago in 2016 in August 
August, add it to what Hillary Clinton raised in August, you still don't get to what Joe Biden has raised here. It's just a lot of money, folks. And what is it being spent on? Well, it's being spent on television ads, of course. And this whole conversation about law and order is how the campaigns are battling it out on the airwaves right now. The Trump campaign up with a new ad in Wisconsin on this issue. And Joe Biden's team put out a new ad using his speech from Pittsburgh the other day, pushing back. Lawless criminals terrorize Kenosha. Joe Biden takes a knee. Biden and the radical left's weak response has led to chaos and violence. And their calls for defunding police would make it worse. I want to make it absolutely clear. Rioting is not protesting. Looting is not protesting. It's lawlessness, plain and simple. And those who do it should be prosecuted. Fires are burning and we have a president who fans the flames. So the conversation Donald Trump has engineered here to be the conversation of the campaign right now is taking place. It's taking place on the airwaves across battleground states. But as these poll numbers just showed, it's not necessarily working to Donald Trump's advantage the way he hoped. So it'll be interesting to see how long they stay on this message. And finally today, the politics of COVID. It trips politicians up left and right. These are not the same thing here. We've got Nancy Pelosi's pure optical stupidity. She was photographed in a hair salon without a mask in San Francisco. She was getting her hair done. Her office claims she asked to go make an appointment because the regular person that does her hair couldn't come to her house. And the business suggested it would not be a problem that they're allowed to have people in the salon one at a time. It seems that's actually not the new San Francisco rules for businesses. Clearly, bad politics, poor optics on the speaker's part. We are also seeing from Joni Ernst, the senator in Iowa, the incumbent Republican senator who is in a tough re-election battle, perhaps taking part in a disinformation campaign. That could be far more dangerous than Nancy Pelosi's optical stupidity here. Joni Ernst, earlier this week in Waterloo, Iowa, was asked about whether or not the death count due to coronavirus is somehow being dramatically and manipulatively overstated. And Joni Ernst actually gave credence to this conspiracy theory that's out there that that is the case. She said she is so, so skeptical of the death count. Well, every public health expert that is reputable seems to suggest that, if anything, the death count may be understated in terms of deaths related to coronavirus in this country, not overstated. Iowa is a coronavirus hotspot right now. And late today, Joni Ernst issued a statement acknowledging that more than 180,000 Americans have died from COVID. A clear indication she understands how problematic her remarks earlier in the week were. Her Democratic opponent, Teresa Greenfield, immediately jumped on this. I imagine this is going to be a comment that Joni Ernst hears about and perhaps regrets from now all the way through Election Day. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 